Listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and returning to the show, the Carl of CarlCon. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm not too bad. Are you sad you didn't get to play your own criminals at CarlCon? No, no. I was uh, excited to be able to run an event, uh, and that was it was a ton of fun. But yeah, there. Is, I guess there is a little bit that what made me want to play and, and see how I would do understandable understandable but i mean it sounded like everyone had a great time um so if listeners hadn't heard to like the first kind of run around of this topic do you want to give kind of a brief idea of like what kind of inspired this whole thing without you know giving vince too much credit absolutely uh so we wanted to have and steal second wind and do it on on the west coast that's pretty pretty clear there uh, even talking with Vince after the fact, he just stole the idea from somewhere else. So this is all good, good, good fun. But <laughs> what we did is we uh, we got a hold of a brewery that actually one of our players uh, has a connection to, and we they have a, a space there, and we we wanted to run a thirty two person tournament and uh, have crocodile and and play Marvel and drink beer and do all of the fun things that second wind gets to do and see if we could do it as good, if not better. Reasonable. So it just happened just a few days ago. Um, you want to give the listeners kind of just an idea like of the format? Cause I know you also had a little uh, bingo shenanigans going on. Yeah. So it's an LVO IS qualifier, right? So we wanted to make yeah. sure there's still a competitive environment uh, we've got quite a few competitive players that really like to to, to grind the game out uh, in our in Northern California, and so we wanted to make sure that was there. But it, it's funny when you get uh, a competition going and you get into the late rounds, and people aren't always sure. You know, wow, what do I do? I lost three games, so I wanted to turn things on their head a little bit and say, you know what? If you win the event, you're going to get this trophy. And I had a Carl Con coin made up as the trophy. I said, great, you get that, you get your LVO invite, you get all your fun things on Longshanks, but all other prizes are going to be done differently. And I didn't want to do just a raffle because a raffle, I think, is fine. But instead, I made up these bingo cards and they had pretty absurd things that could happen throughout a game of Marvel Crisis. Uh, And all, you could call them achievements, we called it bingo. And as things happen, you would mark them off. And at the end, the person with the most bingo squares marked off will get first pick of the prizes. So so like some of these were really silly, like uh, view from a top, I believe one was called, and all of your characters are on top of terrain. And so, you know, that's something that wouldn't normally happen, but it was something yeah. that could happen. <laughs> and so it was pretty fun. Cool, cool. All right. And so what, what ended up being the size of the event? So 31, uh, one person didn't show day of. So 31 is a really great number for our first year. It was really great. Yeah, that's that's certainly not bad at all. Um, so 31 people. And so this was this was kind of the goal from the get go. Um, and you did have like a reasonable amount of traveling for this, if I understand things. Absolutely. We had uh, several players from Southern California, uh, 
different parts of Southern California. We had uh, somebody from Seattle. We so the Northern California is kind of split up on like a Seattle lot of was Frolinger, right? Yes, absolutely. And he was a treasure. Okay. It was fun to have have around. In Northern California is kind of split up in a weird way where we've got the Bay Area, we've got Sacramento, and we've got kind of some of the northern areas outside of that. And it's still two hours to get to anybody when you start mixing parts of the different different metagame. So Vacaville was a great place for Northern California players, and it's in between. So we had people driving from all over. We even had people from Reno that came down, which was great. Oh, nice. That's a that's another couple hours away. Uh and so that was just a great mix of the, this was the Northern California event with a few people from different spots. Gotcha. Um, okay. So uh, this, I know you have some locals, so I, yep. this question might be slightly difficult, but did you have, like, if someone asked you to bet, not that you could bet while you were running an event, but who did you think was going to come out on top before things? Like if you were going to make a prediction. So I did this, right? I, I was thinking through, looking at the list. So Mike DeLuca came up from, from Southern California, definitely a contender. Yep. Uh, Eric uh, is one of the Sacramento players. He goes by Captain BDMA on on Longshanks. He is a monster player and, and does a great job. Uh, Van, who is sometimes, some people know him as the, as the person who, who spearheaded CatDog and has been playing Malekith every day since that model hit. Uh, and Andrew, who's another local player, who's just very solid. And th- so those were my top four. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's, that's still a pretty solid top four. Um, that gives people a lot to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely some nerves. All right. And so um, I've also seen, the pictures of the terrain, but <laughs> do you want to kind of like, I know you can't describe every single table right. that was at this event, but do you want to like kind of describe it and maybe like explain some of your favorites? Absolutely. So another thing about what made this Carl gone, cause originally I had a different name for it and everything. And what because was the, what was the OG name that got scrubbed? Yeah. NorCal MCP and beer. So very generic, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. fine name. But what happened was, is I was building terrain and everybody going, Carl, what are you doing? Why do you keep showing up on Tuesday nights every other week with a new terrain set? I'm like, well, I kind of want to do something cool. And now that I had the event come, they all turned around and said, Carl, Carl, you can't name it that. This should be CarlCon. Because part of my goal was I wanted 16 different boards and I didn't want to just have all cityscapes. So there were some fun ones. There's the arcade and uh, that people have seen. And there's a one I really enjoy that is a city, but I've actually saved five different boards that my locals never got to see until CarlCon. So that was a fun surprise for them. Oh, what were were the ones you saved? Yeah. So I had a Sacramento board, which is a city street, but I took landmarks from across Sacramento, including like our, our landmark bridge. We've got a uh, arena that in Sacramento, they like the beam when the Kings, the basketball team wins and it's sort of purple beam shooting out of it. Uh, and that was one of them I saved. It even had uh, our local game store, the Sacramento main where we play. I took one of the daily bugles and I 3d printed a sign that said great escape games. And I, I made a great escape game. So I really tried to make it say Sacramento. And then uh, I have an underwater board that is these beautiful blue uh, made by C27. And they 
I made whales and things like this and really gave this underwater feel. I have an Egyptian temple that's kind of like the apocalypse temple and it's bright yellows. So there's got these different, not just grays. Uh, so it's got like these sphinxes that have apocalypse's face and that's they're, sweet. they're kind of, yeah, they're pretty slick and they've got like Jade on them. Uh, what was the fourth one? I had one more. Oh, the the shield helicarrier with oh yeah size three of uh, <laughs> Quinjets rather than size like nine or whatever the AMG official one is. It's huge. So you got the Quinjets you can actually like stand on and throw and everything like that. So those were pretty cool. Sweet, sweet. Um, okay, so uh, going into the first round of your event, did you have any? Did you have any upsets? Did you have any like? cool matchups or let me back up a step before we talk about any of the rounds um was there any kind of lists or like particularly cool paint jobs or anything that just like immediately caught your attention at the beginning of the event i know it was probably crazy as things start but anything that just kind of uh struck your eye uh maybe not in the beginning of the event but as like the event started going i was looking at paint jobs and there's like a great bullseye that doesn't have a shirt so he just kind of painted him like it's flesh tone. So <laughs> nice. that's just a lot of fun. Uh, but other than that, I was seeing a lot of, you know, Ghost Riders and a lot of Hellfire and a lot of Avengers. At least that's that's what I remember seeing. I'd have to go through the list, but that that was my memory. Okay. Um, so uh, coming, was there any like upsets or anything like – I don't want to have to go round by round. So mm-hmm. here, so do you, do you have any particular games that you want to mention or upsets? Um, just kind of anything that you, you just found interesting as the event was going on. It was really fun watching players that I knew that maybe not at the top of their game, but are still building their skill set and learning. Maybe yeah. I'm only playing a few months. And one of them got paired against Mike DeLuca round one. And and while Mike got the win, it was Mike was sweating bullets the whole time. So part of me was cheering one of my locals that's building <laughs> his skills. Like he gave him a run for his money. So seeing those kinds of scenarios was really fun. Uh, but also seeing like, you know, people that are really good walking through and oh, we had a we had a convocation on convocation battle round one with uh, Alec and one of my locals. So that was, they were, they were hoping for best in affiliation convocation and they're paired round one and have to battle it out. So that was, Oh, cool. I mean, that's, that's just sort of deserving, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this now and see who's going to yeah. get that. <laughs> Let's well, I guess, I mean, I, I didn't know how you were, you were doing the exact breakdown, but in theory, if one of them wins and then shits the bed the rest of the time, I mean yep. that, um, but it, it is kind of fun that they got to do that right away. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so let's see. The rest of the event, like, it ended up going to all four. The top four was Sacramento players, which was a big point of pride for for Nate, who uh, was the head judge, and I. Because we were like, yeah, our locals are there for the top four. Our Sacramento crew uh, were able to all do that. And so that was really exciting uh, when we got to that top four spot. Nice, nice. I forgot. And so then that's Nate as in, um, you know, Ghost Moose. Um, Ghost Spectral Moose. Moose. Spectral uh, Moose. Yeah. Um, so he was he was kind of helping you run things? 
Yeah, I do the head judge role while I was kind of taking damage control of other things or taking care of things. He was he knows the rules like just a bit better than he do. So sometimes it would be like, Nate, would you double check my call? Made the right call here and things like that. And it was good having two judges just for breaks and such at that that scale. So it was really, really nice. Yeah, when there when there's just one of you, you can feel like you're just running around all over the place. Absolutely. So um, so you're not firing Nate. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely not. He was, he was great. And he was, he's so experienced at some of this. He just like, when something wasn't quite like getting taken care of, he'd be just like, this has to happen or Carl, you need to decide this. So that support was really, really great. Yeah. I mean, his involvement with second wind, I know they kind of rotate and he's not like the main guy for it, but just mm-hmm. being a part of it for so long, you just, you just pick up stuff. Like the more events you do, the more you just you pick up little lessons and it just helps it make everything go smoother. And years of running War Machine, right? You know, that's or or Guild Ball events, right? He, he's got that experience. I didn't actually know that he was running stuff for uh, War Machine, but I imagine he probably was running stuff for Guild Ball. Right. So um, anyway, well, shout out to uh, Spectral Moose. We we love you. We appreciate you. And it's too bad that your X-Men couldn't wreck everyone. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um so what did what did that top four end up looking like what was what was the affiliations that got represented yeah so the top four ended up being uh cabal uh ran by van andrew running web warriors uh eric running uh, avengers and then adam who is another sacramento player running uh guardians and he's running the ghost rider guardians so it was oh, just so a- that's a that's a pretty diverse mix. Yeah, it was, and it was kind of who you expect out of the top rosters. But it was, it was nice having four completely different rosters, you know, at that top table. That was great. Yeah, no, no mirrors. Like that's just, um, you know, it's it's just good for diverse play. But it sounds like you, the Sacramento crew in general, kind of tries to avoid playing things that you know the other locals are playing. Absolutely. Am I thinking of someone else or? I thought no, I other... heard that about your group that you generally people kind of avoided if someone else was playing something a lot. Other than Avengers, like that kind of we all kind of rotate through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we, we think the mirrors are kind of boring and Van's got the Malekith game. So we're like, unless we're splashing him, let him do the Cabal Malekith <laughs> thing, you know. And so, you know, I'm pretty much the criminals player most of the time, but we, we do cycle. But yeah, for the most part, we don't want to like we kind of want the we like the diversity. Um, okay, so what ended up being the uh, the semifinal pairings? So, yeah, so semifinal pairings was Cabal versus Webs, and then Avengers versus uh, uh, Guardians. So those were the semifinals. And are these all people who kind of like have often played against each other? So there's not a lot of surprises, or was there anything from like different stores kind of representing each other? This is a regular Tuesday night at Great Escape Games <laughs> where we're just we're, we're rolling dice and sweating over what's who's going to win. So a little bit more of the line because it's a bigger event. But this this happens all the time. OK, so it's people that have are used to playing these matchups, but now there's just a little bit extra on the line. Absolutely. No take backs. No. Hey, can I do that instead? Nope. this is this is for all the cookies, right? Yeah, this is this is where people get messed up. So, 
Um, okay, so what it so I don't I assume that you were kind of monitoring these games a reasonable amount. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sitting watching anything particular because there's lots of judge calls, but yeah, you know, you're you're watching them, you're trying to keep an eye on them, make sure things are in good shape, and uh, I will say that the cabal dice all day long for Van were just insane. Like he's killing things left and right. So mm. that's just I kind mean, of what that Malachi does make does. a cabal player happy. Exactly. Yeah. Just chewing kinda, through the world. You kind of just agree to live and die by the dice. That's exactly it. So it sounds like Cabal probably takes that semifinal. And then what happened with the other game? Yeah. So uh, Eric's Avengers end up winning the other one against Guardians. I don't remember. I didn't see all the details, but I think it had to do with Ghost Rider not being able to pull his weight. Uh, that's at least what I remember there. And it was on it was on Scoundrels. So there's lots of points there for Avengers to do Avenger things. Yeah, Scoundrels does not seem because we're talking about Cosmic Ghost Rider, right? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, that certainly does not seem like as uh, back in the day. Some listeners may not remember, but people uh-huh. used to actually play Ghost Rider in Nate Guardians. Used to. Yeah, and it worked. It worked um, well. Yeah. So you know, um, but okay. So um, so we end up with the Avengers versus Cabal Finals. So the kind of like super traditional, but with all the new toys. That's exactly it. And and this is actually even more of one of those cases where it's every Tuesday night. It's more than that. Van and Eric play like all the time. They go over to each other's house and just they've played this matchup probably a hundred times, if not more. So this is this is a big sweat. We've we know what's uh this is important. They both really want to win this, but they know this matchup inside and out. That happened for me in War Machine a lot. I had a local Joel, who we practiced so much against each other, and then we faced off in the finals a lot. And so I I feel what that game is like, where you know the matchup, and you're just like, there's no tricks here. There's just who plays better. Yep. Yep. Or in this case, uh, Van's dice were just annihilating things left and right once again, um, and just eating of the Avengers. He was, he was getting through all the defenses and just chewing things apart, which is what he wants to do. Van wants to be a missile and he was successful in that, that this event. I mean, as we said, that's a, that's a live and die by the dice. So it sounds like Malekith, the, the, the people's choice <laughs> wins the event. Um, yep. So, so I, to, I mean, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I have to call out something special here in round five. So, We've gone through the brackets. We've got a hyper intense, very dicey, very stressful game on the top table, which we put on the Sacramento board, which we thought was appropriate. Oh, for sure. Right? Like it was a really good call. So we look around the rest of the room and it's utter chaos. And we're like, what? Nate and I are like, what's going on? So we start looking around, getting more details at the tables and we're looking around and this is a deployment. And we're looking and people are saying, no, 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 don't take that character. Take take Pyro instead. He can give me two conditions so I can get my Carl Con bingo square. <laughs> so they're, they're, people are colluding and there's a big laughing and just a different energy than I'm used to at a round five where people might be trying to grind out that last bit win. This was just like that opposite people messing around and you, you look after round one and everything is on top of terrain because people need that checkoff square and they're, they're re-rolling dice like for attacks that are doing a bunch of damage because they want 
the dice to come up a certain face. And I think that that was a lot of fun for a lot of people at the event. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously, I, I hadn't thought about it that much going into it. But I think as event organizers, you're always looking for a way that kind of keeps things exciting. And it's like, I know the Alfredo team is not a huge fan of top cuts, but that's one of the goals of top cuts mm-hmm. is that, you know, oh, you lost round one. Well, three and one, you could still get into the top eight and win or, you know, that like that's the goal, right? Whether you agree right. with the the premise or not that's that's one of the things it's trying to do and your your bingo plan was to keep people engaged as the day goes on besides just you know personal personal pride exactly exactly and i think we achieved that right the the majority of people enjoyed the bingo and uh there's a few people that were like i wanted regular marvel and so there's there's some give and take here and we have to find balance but there was enough people that really enjoyed it that we're going to try to do something like that again uh, but do you think it's going to evolve a little bit or, you know, kind of very similar? I do. I think I'm going to really take another look at like what the different objectives are and make sure that if I can try to make sure they're a little less wacky, but still having these things people can do to try to have an alternative wind condition. Right. Okay. I mean, that, that seems reasonable. Um, so did anyone like totally fill up their bingo? There was one player, uh, his name was Zach, uh, and he totally filled up the bingo. uh, And he was able to go and get uh, uh, Jacob's beer dice that he made for us that were sweet. Those did look pretty. They looked so like foamy beer. Like they were like a perfect IPA color. It was. And they're beautiful. And that's what a lot of people wanted. And that's the first thing that went. So that was very cool. A lot of people had 15 and that's couldn't get... That's probably cool. So let's mm-hmm. give a shout out to yeah. Frelinger real quick. Because he, he, you know, he's just kind of like, this has become his like side hobby. And we joke around when people complain about the, um, you know, the, the unofficial dice. Uh-huh. And I were like, Jacob, this is, this is a hobby game. Well, no, no, not that kind of hobby. You're, you're hobbying <laughs> wrong. Like the wrong you're kind hobby. of hobbying. <laughs> um, but he's like, he's really gotten into this and his dice look slick. And you you have got to see the the beer dice because that was that was just perfect. I I don't know how much work he went he put into like figuring out the right mix of you know um uh, uh you know uh, all of a sudden the 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 term for it is escaping me but the stuff that you end up like the kind of plastic stuff that you use yeah the resin that you're using to like make that like that. I don't know if he just looked something up and was like, boom, here's this, here's this way that you make beer colored dice or beer colored resin. Um, but man, was that perfect. And he's another shout out to him. He's been, I, he said he was coming down and I just went, Hey, would you try to make me some dice? And he makes these just beautiful things that I'm like, I don't want to give these away. Like, but I know I had <laughs> to, right? I, I want to. Can I keep these? Yeah, they're gorgeous. But he's also been kind of mentoring me a bit because I've been messing around with making my own dice as well. So he's been a lot of fun to just talk about like all the, the process and the problem solving involved. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I know just enough. I've worked with some molds. I I can understand enough to know how much work it is. Exactly. And all the different ways that it can go wrong. Um I assume I, I assume you talked to him about it. Does he degas the the resin mixture? Does he have a degasser? 
Yeah, so neither of us are degassing the the resin first, but we do put it under a pressure pot to push okay. the bubbles small enough you can't see them. So, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like, you can get a degasser for like 100 bucks or something. Yeah. It's not like that crazy of a thing, but, you know, just all the little things that go into, like, trying to make something like this perfect. Yep. It's the sanding that takes a lot of time, actually. And that's actually where you can fail the, the easiest is in the sanding part of it, of the process. And that's tedious as well. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that, that sand, sand, sand some more. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, you want to talk about some of the other cool prizes that these uh, bingoers got to walk away with? Yeah. So we had a uh, quite a bit of uh prizes due to the community kind of really reaching out and saying, Hey, we want CarlCon to be exciting. So a few people had some extra models that were still in boxes and they said, put that in the box. So we had, I think we had six different boxes from of Marvel crisis models from all different kinds. Uh, another local uh, cozy made some dice that were beautiful as well. They had like this uh, almost space dark look to them. They were, they were very nice. Uh, uh, I have to shout out to iWarGame who reached out and said, hey, we heard you're doing this event. We aren't going to make it, but here's three dice trays to give out. And and that was oh, really heartwarming. Yeah. Inyoung's awesome. So that's – I'm not surprised to hear him contributing. And that was just like – it was su- super heartwarming that somebody just reached out and, and having these things is great. Like let's uh, just make the community better. Exactly. I, I loved it. Um you know, lots of different other hobbying odds and ends, you know, a box of like uh, skulls that if you wanted to do some hobbying with skulls and just all kinds of different uh, things. And of all things that happened, we went through the bingo cards all the way down from the person that had the most down. And Van, who had only one square marked off, who won the event, is the one that walked over very last to pick up the last prize out of the box, which I just feel like kind of encapsulates what I was trying to do with Carl Khan is to have that different elements of the game and different, different ways to win. Yeah. I mean, he's getting, he's getting, well, he wasn't qualified before this, right? Correct. Nice. So big, big congrats to Van. Um, I'm listeners. If you follow Alfredo's um, I know bots has talked about, you know, but, uh, I guess it was more Nate talking about it where Nate was taking Van's idea and suggesting it to bots. And like, yep. that's what he played at Adepticon. Um, you kind of mentioned that a little early. I was going to like make a joke and be like, Van is the guy who copied bots's list and is doing really <laughs> well, but you kind of stole that opportunity from Sorry me. about that. Yeah. I don't think you're very sorry, but I mean, props. <laughs> it sounds like, um, Van has been like a dedicated Malekith player from the get-go. Like almost as soon as he released, like Van was just like really, really connected with uh, the character and like wanted to just like explore it fully. Yeah. So he played Magneto before. And so the similar play style of, I just want to destroy the, whatever you're doing, I want to disrupt it. And Malekith just does that significantly better. And he's, I mean, I tell you, I fought that cat so many times. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my in my WTC chat, there was a there was a message earlier today that was basically, "Why the fuck is Cat Dog still a thing? This is bullshit." Because <laughs> they just had a game where, like, they thought they had all of the tools, and it just still fell apart for them. Yeah. Um, they're like, "Okay, my Cat Dog plan did not work." Because Van's now yeah. running. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider alongside Mal- Malekith, which is just 
just as gross, right? So, yeah, I've heard some people doing that, or I've seen people talking about games where, like, oh, I was playing against Malekith Cosmic Ghost Rider Bullseye. I was playing against um, uh, Malekith Cosmic Ghost Rider Red Skull at eighteen, yeah. and um, just some just some brutal. I do like the concept of these teams where, like there's not a lot of support, like not a lot of like fluffy techie stuff. And it's just like, everything is a workhorse. Like yes. I, even though I'm, I'm not a big fan of playing the super tall stuff. Like when you, when you get that list where you're just like, everything is murder is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what Van wants. I mean, he, he just keeps quoting and saying, if you're not first, you're last, right. Let's just go, <laughs> go full out at it. And so, go all um, in. yep. Yep. So overall, it sounds like the event was a, you know, full success. So congratulations. Um, is this the sort of thing that you, is this going to become a yearly thing? Uh, so nothing's, you know, sealed, but we actually, we want to do it again. We definitely do. We want to explore the ideas of whether we want to grow or not, because there's all kinds of logistics that go into, you know, if you go above 32, you're now at two days, I think, and a lot of those things we would need to really think through and, and budget and such, but we definitely want to do this again. Hmm. I have, I mean, back in the war machine days, I did play in six round single day events and it was long, but that's still longer than what a, an MCP event would be. Cause Oof. those were like hour each on the chess clock plus setup plus in between round times. So those were like, those were like crazy long days. Um, not saying we should do that. Cause like a lot of my con constitution got wrecked with COVID. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not sure I could handle a six round in a single day, but I will say, um, Carl con is very high on my list for things that I would like to do next year. If, if said thing happens. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. Based on the energy of the people there, I think you can't go to six rounds in a day. Like they, they were done even though they were excited. So we yeah. will have to really think about what that becomes and budget that out and, and figure it out. But I'm excited that people, you know, you're not the only person that has said that I had a few, uh, somebody from Austin messaged me and said, Hey man, I, I saw your boards at CarlCon. It's on my list for next year. Let me know. So this, that's really exciting and heartwarming too, because I put a lot of energy into it and I'm excited that people enjoyed it but also we're seeing it in the community that that we're doing something fun here yeah absolutely and it would um if it if it was not for the announcement of wtc i absolutely would have been would have been planning to do to do carl con sure. that's just sweet you know i hear the guy that's running it he's he's fine and all but yeah. uh, like the event seemed really good right you you go for the prizes <laughs> and the bingo right but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, it would just be cool. Like, um, even back in the War Machine days, I remember the Sacramento crew being really cool. Um, and in general, the the California, everyone from the the whole California meta for wargaming has always been super sweet. And so, finding an excuse to do that, like a flight to California, really not that bad. Um, and and Tyson came too, right? Tyson was at the event. Absolutely. And Tyson was great. He had beautiful models. He won the the best painted, you know, surprise, surprise with his work. Yep. And, uh, and he was, he was great. He was a lot of fun. And we, you know, we went out to dinner afterward with the group and got to chat with Tyson. So that was a lot of fun. It was nice because I didn't have to fill out my LVO paperwork. I just handed it to him. And <laughs> he was like, was here, easy. here you go. Yeah, here, take that. 
Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, obviously you can't make a, a hard line decision right now, right. but it sounds like you probably are going to like just keep it at the 32. Yeah, You know what? That's a really, I don't know. Like I, I genuinely yeah. have to go look at venues and prices and see, and, and we try, I did a little poll of the people that attended, try to get some vibe back and, and see what they think. So it's up for debate. There's people in, you know, Nate, some of the others are really pushing me saying we should go 64. So I, I think I really need to think about it and look at the numbers and we'll see what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, if you go 32, you also have to ask, like, with how obviously it filled up, you, you've got a good reputation for it. It's a fun style of event. Uh, you know, if you keep it at 32, do you do do you still do first come, first serve tickets? Do you have to do kind of a, a lottery system? Like right. what would you know, how how do you divvy up those 32 spots? Um, you know, you got to hold one for Fellinger. Like, so there's really only 31 spots. There's so I only guess, 31. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. yeah. Uh, um, and you know, and you probably got to invite Van back. He should probably I, defend his kitty throne. I guess as long as he doesn't play Maligan. No, no, no. But yeah, you're right. Van probably should have a first shot at a, at a ticket and, and see if he can win Carl Khan again. Oh my God. You know, it would be so funny if you could get like, if you, if you made a trophy that was like Malekith, but it's, it's on like a kitty pillow inside like a kitty litter box. And it's like the kitty throne. <laughs> it's gotta be Malekith uh, with the cone on it. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like you could do so much funny shit with that. Like that could also be a thing. You could like make a trophy based on the winner of the prior years. Oh, inspiration like or something like that. Yeah. Um, that kind of, uh, cause then people probably really want to like win their own trophy. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so did you, did you learn any lessons in this? Like if there's people, cause obviously this, this concept of like, even, uh, cause Dizzard's talking about moving to the Pacific Northwest and we were joking about doing a, uh, Shatterpoint event and see if we could get Rogue Brewery <laughs> since oh, sure. we're the Rogue Support podcast to have like a Rogue crossover, but like similar concept to Second Wind and, um, Carl Khan. And I, I can't imagine that I, I, we're the only people that are right. like considering the concept of holding a tournament at a brewery. Um, so do you have any like advice for people who might be also wanting to do this style of event? You know, reach out to your community. Cause I think the, the best part about this was how much other people contributed and figured things out. Uh, Nate contributed, you know, walked in and said, we're going to make some art that is actually going to pop. People will recognize it. Uh, we're going to, you know, help with all these other things. And so, you know, the, one of the game store owners reached out and said, next year, you know, we might sponsor you. So just let's reach out. And these are, these are things that people want to help you be successful. So reach out and say, Hey, look, let's, how can we help here? And I, I reached out to the Sacramento group and, and others and said, Hey, who can donate something for prizes? Let's make something interesting. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have the the community kind of coming together, that's a big deal. And it just leads to things being successful in general. Exactly. Um, so they feel it, part of it as they're giving, right? We've mentioned Nate a few times and Frelinger. Um, is there anyone else who kind of assisted with this that um, you want to get their, get their name out there, get some appreciation going? Um, 
and then anyone that you forget will hate you forever. Exactly, right? Because I, you know, there's a lot of people to thank here, but there, there are two particular. There's, there's two. They're both named Eric, uh, but play in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, makes it easy. So one of the Eric's, Eric that took second place, he has been like a big champion of trying to make sure this has been successful, saying whatever I can do and really giving me ideas on how to make sure we run a successful event and just super supportive. So big cheers to him. And then the other Eric, uh, who is one of our more wacky players trying to do different things for a while. He just put Hulkbuster on the board every single time, regardless of good. He's that kind of player. Um, yeah. but he was the perfect player to bounce bingo ideas off of because he would come up with the most absurd things that I would, <laughs> I had this huge list that I like, I'd have to filter them, but he was such a good sounding board to say, Hey, no, let's do, here's some weird things that could happen. Um, like my favorite that ended up on the card was, are you not entertained? And that means your opponent looked down at their cell phone during the middle of your match, right? So just trying to have something silly that could really happen. Um, you know, are we not paying attention to what's going on? It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Do, do you know if, uh, did you get, did anyone kind of like, because uh, I, I, I imagine that could happen like right away. Like, yeah. um, I'm not sure if you had like a first first shout out or anything for that one. We did have a player, I think it was round three, like it was just after deployment and he yells, are you not entertained at the top of his <laughs> lungs? And everybody looks going, what the heck just happened? But, you know, just just on. really enjoying it. Um, we heard a bunch of Unos because if you played four cards, you or your opponent, and you only had one tactics card left, you would call Uno for a uh, uh, bingo square. So you'd hear a bunch of Unos throughout the day. And that was just <laughs> fun, right? Hearing that and just made me big, big smiles on my face. Very nice. Um, so uh, I, I got to ask you about the beer a little bit. Um, yep. So what 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 ended up being? Uh, was there a favorite beer of yours? Like a uh, crowd favorite beer? Um, shout out! What was the brewery again? This is Solano Brewing a Brewery in uh, in Vacaville, and so they've got I don't know they had maybe a dozen uh, or more beers on the menu, so that was a nice selection. Uh, lots of IPAs. I'm not an IPA drinker. It gives me kind of a funny headache, but they had uh, two sours, which were very fruity and fun. One of which they put um, in like a margarita machine. So it was all slushy and it was a little mm. warm. And so it was nice having something cold to drink. Um, a lot of people enjoyed the, the darker beers. There was, you know, people drinking the stouts, but I think the hit was they had a pina coladas going for some reason. And I don't, I don't know why, but they had pina coladas going and people were walking in with pina coladas quite a bit. So that was fun. <laughs> there's there's just something special about a, about a drinking event in general, just like especially easy access to it. You know, so many of like the the cons and like, I mean, this is a problem that LVO runs into. We had the problem at like Lone Star Open. Just in general, like you just end up with these like $10 Miller Lights and shit. Yep. And it's just so hard to get a good beer. It's like when these places are going, well, you're trapped into just buying beer from our shitty cart. Like they're not really providing good options. They're not really providing good service. Whereas when you do something at a local brewery, like this is our thing. Like yep. this is our beer straight off the tap. Like, you know, it's it's kind of a, a dream for the the war gaming in general. 
And and there's been like suggestions of, hey, we could do in this in this other spaces. But one of the things I really enjoyed about this is that element. We ended up having a food truck there, which was great. And the beer and just having that access to being right there and then being accommodating. You need to make sure those amenities are available to you to make these things a little bit better than just a room somewhere that we're playing a game in. And, and Solana Brewery was a great, great host. You know, they did a great job. Um, and so we really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that specifically. Have you talked with them since? Like, did they, did they like the experience? Did it seem like the staff got into it? Like, cause I imagine they'd probably didn't go, Hey, our dream is to one day host a Marvel <laughs> Barbie competition <laughs> and where people will take their war dollies and roll dice against other <laughs> war dollies while drinking our beer. Um, but I mean, I mean, I don't know how many events that they host at their uh, at their brewery, but this has got to be kind of like unique and special and just having people like enjoying and trying different beers all day long. Um, Did you hear anything from them afterwards? I didn't. uh, I didn't. There was was, part of it is, is the building was just off to the side of the tap room. So their regular crowd, it didn't interrupt, which was good. I did have a handful of people pop in and you'd be like, Hey, how's it going? What's what's going on? They'd look around and be like, what is this? And then a few (laughs) minutes later they would scutter off. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, I I should reach out to, to the, my contact there, Ryan, and, and see if they had any feedback for us because we really enjoyed ourselves and hopefully we were good guests. Yeah, I would just like, you know, um, I got to imagine like the people who work on the brewing, the stuff like, like would hear about it, at least walk through and just seeing people like enjoying a fun gaming experience yeah. and like yelling across the room at each other while like enjoying your beers. Like that's got to be some like I would think it would be something special. Absolutely. If, if I had got into brewing, I, I would think it was super cool. Yeah, like what is this thing? Yeah, I have no clue what it is, <laughs> but they're drinking beer and having fun. So isn't that the goal? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, people like games, people like Marvel stuff, people like beer. Like it just, this stuff just goes hand in hand. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, was there anything about the event that didn't kind of fall under any of my questions or anything that you, that you want to talk about? I think we covered it all. This, it, it, there weren't any bad curveballs. Uh, there was just a lot of fun, people enjoying themselves and, uh, I really was uh, blown away by by how much fun it was to host an event like this and really have fun with it. Yeah, it's there's there's both a part of me that would love to do some sort of local event because like back in the War Machine days, um, I I created a tournament. It was just called the Seattle Open. It ended up being kind of the biggest Pacific Northwest War Machine tournament for quite a while. Um, and then I just, you know, I, I bowed out of it. It was something that the Mox team was running for a while. And then, you know, eventually it, it went away, I believe, or it got renamed. I honestly, I have no idea, (laughs) um, but it was, it was something really special. And I always remember enjoying working with, uh, the first year it was actually at Gabby's in Olympia. I think we called it something else, but then when Mox Bellevue opened up, that was just like, this is just such a perfect spot for it. Um, and there's a part of me that would love to do that again, but I sure, you know, right now that's a shit ton of work. <laughs> 
Yeah, the anxiety I felt the week before over things oh, that yeah. I don't have control over. So the things I have control over, fine. That's my problem. That's all on me. But there were a few things that were like, I'm not doing that and I'm relying on somebody else. Oh, my God. My anxiety was through the roof. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, just like there's little stuff like, oh, I got to have all the clocks ready. And then you're just like, well, what if one of the clock, like, what if yep. some of the clocks still had batteries in them and the batteries got the acid in there and it ruined the clock and you got to like check all the clocks a couple of days beforehand. It's just like little stuff like that, that the average person may not even think about where you're like, what the fuck happens if we're short a few clocks because of battery damage or something? I didn't even think of that one. I'm going to go take the batteries out of my clocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, if you're not using them regularly, take the batteries out because uh, sometimes yeah. they will just destroy the clocks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was stressed over, like, the tables showing up because it was I had to have tables delivered. And I'm just like, oh, I yeah, don't control yeah. it. Are the people going to show up? If they don't, we're playing on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you call them the next, you're calling the table like, you guys are bringing the tables, right? Like, one, <laughs> and you're like some, like, random teenagers like, yeah, 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 we're totally doing it. Like, I'll be there at some can point. Can I talk to someone who's old enough to drink? Just, <laughs> that would make me feel better. Exactly. Um, well, man, like, I, I mean, I cannot congratulate you enough. Like, it's always cool when there's new fun events popping up for the community. Um, and I'm really glad that you made the time to, to chat with me. Um, and so like you, most people do not realize how much work you put into it. And just from all of our interactions, like in the discord and stuff, like, I know you're a very passionate person. I've seen your work on the tables for quite a while. I, I think I probably have a good idea of how much energy and anxiety and work you put into this. And so I, I just want you to know, like, you are appreciated and you probably do not e hear that even, you know, uh, a tenth of what you should. Oh, thank you so much. So, um, all right. Well, um, going to be kind of a, a concise episode this time around. Um, do you have any last shout outs before we wrap things up? Um, this can be anything people who inspire you in any way, anything that you want to shout out, Carl, uh, just shout out to the Sacramento crew. Uh, They've all known each other for many years and I'm kind of been the outsider until I started playing Marvel and they've just welcomed me in. So big shout out to all those guys. And it's been a lot of fun playing Marvel. I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, so is you, by outsider, do you mean that you just kind of joined the community with Marvel and they were kind of an established community or did you just move over here at some point? No. Yeah. They, they were playing either War machine or hordes or a variation thereof. And they've all known each other for, I don't know, 10 ish years and I showed up one night and I'm like, yeah, what are these, you know, how's Marvel work? And, you know, tried to figure out the game and wanted to get in. And they're just like, here, we're going to, we're going to destroy your roster every week. Keep coming, showing up. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's been fun. They've been very welcoming and uh, great because they're established war gamers. And I haven't played a war game in 15 years before this. So it's, it's been nice. Yeah. I'm trying to fathom what it's truly like to join Marvel part way because right. I came into it right away. I came into it like I, I think I started I started right as like the Black Panther and Killmonger box release. So I didn't okay. I wasn't playing with all of the the core box people for that little that like month or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I came in right away. Like there was a bunch of staffers playing games. So I got to learn some of the rules directly from the staff and then, you know, kind of roll with it from there. Like I trying to fathom what this game would be like to just like hop into it now or hop into it a year ago and just be like, 
need to learn everything. I came in when they did the first pass of changing the early models. So new Steve, new Hulk. Okay. Uh, all adjusted. That so was I right thought, as I came back. So oh, yeah. perfect. Well. <laughs> and I felt like that was a really good spot. There's still a lot to learn. Cause I'm like, I don't know what half these things do, but there was still enough of a refresh that everybody was kind of still kind of excited about the new changes. So I think that now is a good time for newer players. If you, if somebody happened to be listening and on the, on the fence, we're expecting some changes. There's a new core box. We'll see what happens, but it could be a good time for somebody to jump in. Yeah, I will say like as you came in, that was probably one of the one of the most fun times of MCP cuz I just like cuz I was like I had made a foes roster, I'd made a guardians roster, I made a couple different avengers rosters. Uh, there was so many things that I wanted to try out that I felt like I was trying to get in every game that I could. I was playing like a different roster almost every week. Um, and a lot of people, there's just a lot of things to try out and experiment with. Um, it was, it was a super fun time and hopefully this, uh, core box two kind of, uh, you know, kind of hit some of that again. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, listeners. I think we're going to wrap things up now. So Carl, again, huge shout out props on the event and thanks for recording with me, man. Thank you. And to the listeners, I will say the most OP thing that you can do is run your own event or make a trip out in 2024 to an event that you have not been to. Later nerds. <laughs>